0: Back. Welcome back to another edition of Football 24-7. I'm your guy, Tone the II, and I'm joined by none other than our Eagles insider, John McMullen. How are you feeling today, sir?
1: Uh, doing well. Long days. The grind continues, my friend. It continues.
0: Absolutely. Make sure you guys continue. to hit that like button. Make sure you guys stay engaged in the content. Comment below in the live chat. We really care about what you guys think, more so me than John, but... Make sure you guys continue to stay engaged in the content. Also, if you want more from John in terms of articles and any of his writings and his projects, make sure you guys check him out on Jacob That's J A K I B Sports.com. He's giving you get guys me in trouble, by the way,
1: Tom. Already getting me in trouble.
0: <laughs> He's giving you guys the full rundown. You, John, you know I care about you, man. And the last thing I want to do is get you in trouble. That's the last thing I want to do.
1: Well, you already did, man. Uh, I'll get up right <laughs> there. I'll get
0: up. You're a tough cookie. You're a strong guy. You've you've heard worse. you heard. I, worse. I've heard much worse. Yes. <laughs> right. So let's get right into it. So you know you've been down there uh, at the Novacare complex. The Kelly Green jerseys got released, and they're did some... they? Yes. I, yes, I they hadn't did. heard.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's one thing I get in trouble. I yeah.
0: I, okay. 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 Let's start there now. I know D Gun. He 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 doesn't care at all for the Kelly Green. Oh, jerseys, I, right? I, I I it's uh, I I don't care.
1: Good or bad, I'm completely indifferent. Like, I don't get it. Like, so many fans are more jacked up about that than the actual football team. I'll I'll never understand it. But, uh, but what, hey, like what you like. That's what I say. But I can't, I, Jody and I say it. Ruben Frank is the one who said it. Uh, so I give Ruben credit. And I, and I said, you know what? He's a hundred percent right. I could sit and watch seeing the Eagles game, and I'm focused on the game. I'm focused on the action. And if you came to me a half hour after the game and said, "What were they wearing?" I couldn't tell you. I <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Doesn't matter to me. Does not matter. Does Wait, not so matter.
0: You mean to tell me there's no classic jersey from any team that you know just that gets you excited?
1: Does not that I, does not matter. Does not matter. <laughs> My buddy Jeff Kerr, they evident they gave. I don't know. They gave them. I don't think they gave them, but they gave like John Clark, buddy of the show, Burt's 365. He got, you know, he's a TV guy. He got the uh, the jersey, and, and and Jeff Kerr's like, "Did you get a jersey?" I'm like, "What are you talking about?" No, they're not giving us jerseys, and if they did, I'd give it back. By the way, I what, what I it, don't care. Don't care.
0: That's a good way to stay objective as well. Do not take any gifts. Well, from that's the, the, team the you point.
1: Covered. That's the point. Well, no, they give us gifts. I have no problem. They'll give us like a salute to service pin or something like that. Today was Military Day. That that's fine. But you know, no swag. No. (laughs) So I don't. I don't don't, a lot. I if I get anything Eagles, it's immediately given away.
0: Immediately. Yeah. Yeah, or you know that uh. That pass to get into the building, that's the only thing you'll accept. (laughs) Pretty much. So, um, a lot happened today. Um, A lot of people spoke to the media. Uh, You know, you and I were talking about it off air. Guys like uh, Kobe Dean, Jordan Davis, uh, Rashad Penny, uh, Josh Sweat, Zeb McPherson. A lot of guys spoke today. Um, I'm curious, you know, before we get into the, uh, you know, the play on the training camp field. I'm curious to know, was there anything that that stood out to you? today from any of the young guys, specifically guys like Jordan Davis and Dean, because those two guys in particular, you can even throw Rashad, Rashad Penny in there as well. There's a lot of pressure on those on those particular guys, Rashad Penny, to stay healthy, uh, Jordan Davis and his conditioning and being able to make an impact in year two. Uh, N'Kobe Dean coming in as that, as it stands right now, that starter for the middle linebacker position, the green dot guy. So is there anything in particular, anything of significance that you heard from these guys that maybe the people would like to hear?
1: Well, I, I think, you know, with Rashad, obviously, it's always the injury issues. And he mentioned, you know, today he's trying to lose weight. He wants to get back down to his college weight, maybe a little less wear and tear. The way the Eagles do business is helping him. Um, you know, we talk about it all the time. The Eagles don't practice a lot. And when they do practice, it's really quick. Um, and they they get their work done. They, they get off the field and guys can – You know, get their bodies right. It's about managing that more than anything else. So uh, maybe that's helpful to them. But, you know, with the Rashad Penny stuff, I think that's helpful with, you know, soft tissue injuries, things like that, which you can kind of manage and kind of, but if somebody's going to tear their ACL, break their fibula, I don't know. I don't know how you stop that. You know, Dallas Goddard was talking about that when he broke his. The glenoid bo- bone in his shoulder on what was an illegal play, you know, when a 300-pound guy falls on you, what are you gonna do? I right, maybe falls on your right, he falls on your right. There's not much you can you can do about that. So part of it is luck, which is a word that football. Coaches don't necessarily want to hear, but they realize it, it exists. And that's why when when you talk about making runs to the Super Bowl, so much is out of your control. So Nick constantly preaches, control what you can control. Hardly the first, it's about the 6,000th time I've heard that from a, a football coach. But it rings true. It's all you can do, control what you can control. The Eagles do it better than most Um But Nick also spoke today and probably said it four or five times during his press conference pads aren't on yet. Pads aren't on yet. And specifically when it's offensive linemen, defensive linemen, running backs, um, linebackers, the physicality, you know, you can gauge the seven on seven guys, you can gauge the quarterback the receivers, the defensive backs, the linebackers in coverage. But when it comes to, you know, stopping the run, um, you got to wait till the pads come on. And the acclimation period ends tomorrow for the Eagles. So they'll be able to have the pads on Tuesday. Okay. Nick didn't confirm that, but I, I doubt he's going to. Um, you don't have to put them on, but you're allowed to put them on for the first time. Um, And I believe he will. And that's when we'll start getting a better feel for players like B. Dean uh, for the running backs. When you talk about that approach, you know, Um, everybody looks great when they can't be uh, tackled or even hit because the Eagles are not going to tackle to the ground, obviously, but at least, you have thump periods and things get a little bit more physical and you can kind of get a better feel. Nolan Smith, another guy, he's looked phenomenal. You know, today he had a great pass rush and the Eagles kind of caught the defense. Uh, Jalen Hurts had a number of nice runs, quarterback draws, design plays. Um and Nolan is so gifted, I mean he's so understand he's rushing the passer, and then all of a sudden Jalen gets loose um and Jalen's pretty quick himself, um one of the best running quarterbacks in football, and Nolan was able to retrace and 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 he was stride for stride with Jalen hurts down the field, which is pretty impressive, but wow. it, you know guy runs a four three nine so um, But, you know, I'm, I'm very interested to see Nolan Smith against Lane Johnson. When Lane Johnson's got the pads on, then it becomes difficult.
0: Yeah, that's that is going to be fascinating. Right. You, you brought up um, Rashad Penny, you know, Sam, um, you know, speaking about what he spoke about, you know, trying to stay healthy. Kobe uh, Dean and Jordan Davis, those two guys in particular, um, was there anything that stood out um, from those guys?
1: Well, I think what has stood out most one of the things about camp is how much Jordan Davis has played. Um, hmm. And is that you know, is that more than what
0: you expected? I mean, what you what you have seen from you know the amount of snaps he's gotten is it more than what you expected at this a point? A lot
1: more. I mean, he has played a ton in the four man fronts. Um, I didn't expect to see that. Um, he's, you know, him and Fletcher played the most in those 40 fronts. Now, part of that is, you know, deferring to Jalen Carter, but as a, as a rookie, um, you know, st- starting them off slowly. So I, I do expect Jalen Carter to um, play uh, a lot of football. Um, but uh, as we get into it and I see sort of the thought process here, it looks like, you know, maybe they're going to go, a little bit tighter with the inside rotation than I thought. Probably Milton Williams right now is, you know, the odd man out. Um, He's going to play, but he's not going to play a lot barring injury. Um, They want to get Jordan Davis on the field. um, And you knew he's going to play in the 50 fronts, but it looks like they're not going to play as much for so people asking for and I should say it's early, you know, Nick said it 15 times today. Um, but it looks like they're going to play less uh, 50 fronts. Uh, and maybe that is something that will excite the, the fan base, not as much as Kelly green, but um, maybe it excites them a little bit.
0: So, so with JD, with Jordan Davis, you've, seen him in the four man fronts have they have they had him at you know three technique have they had him at uh two i you know like how have they placed him on that on that line
1: well now it, it's mainly you know shade or 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 two i um he's not a three technique you know that right. would be fletcher um right. in in those pass rushing looks or jalen um and sometimes so you know it's kind of like hedging your bets a little bit and and Jordan talked about it it's like in Georgia that's what he did with Jalen Carter um he would take the double team and it was Jalen's job to beat the double team that's how they did it um and that's kind of what I think the Eagles are envisioning so whether it's Jordan Davis and gulping blockers and and making things easier for Jalen Carter, Fletcher Cox, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and the edge rushers as well.
0: So if they're going to do less five-man fronts, I mean, the five-man fronts helped them defend the run much better last year. But like you said, because they're doing because they're doing less of it, less guys are going to be on the field in terms of that defensive line, Milton Williams being the eye man out, does that imply Catavia Street is currently outplaying him? Or is that just a veteran, you know, veteran decision. No,
1: because he would be Contavius would be five. Uh Milton's ahead of Contavius. I mean they're just okay. incredible. They're just incredibly they're so deep. deep um on on the defensive front. Um almost to uh you know it's becomes a problem because Milton's a good player. And you know how are you gonna get him on the field. But you know if you have better players You don't want them off the field. So it becomes, it's a nice problem to have, but it is, it does become a problem at times. We talked about it in a hypothetical sense with the receivers when a bunch of fans were all hyped up about getting DeAndre Hopkins and I would try to talk them off the ledge and say, you know, that's not going to work. I mean, you know, you got to get A.J. the ball. You got to get Devontae the ball. You got to get Dallas the ball. You can't add, somebody like DeAndre Hopkins, it's not fantasy football. Same thing on the defensive side. I mean, guys, sometimes you have depth and you have good players, but you have better players and you want the better players on the field. It's just how it works. I mean, you know, but we all talk about this tone again, the pads have not come on. The pads will not be on until Tuesday. You talked about defending the run. That was a weakness. And I put that in quotations of the Eagles partially by design last year. Um, they were willing to give up a little bit, um, when it came to supporting the run versus defending the pass. Um, so part of it is baked into the defensive philosophy, but you know, if those linebackers can't hold up, well, then you got to play more five man fronts, especially in early downs. um, and if they can't, and and everybody in this organization seems to have tremendous, tremendous confidence in the Kobe team. Um, haven't seen much. Has Nothing he spoken about you? Has, yeah, ha- spoke has he spoke today? Talked it? a long time. Right, tremendous right. guy. Uh, very but smart. has he spoken
0: about the pressure he's under? Has he you know? Has he spoken about that pressure and how he's responding to it?
1: Yeah, that doesn't bother him. I mean that party comes from Georgia. That it doesn't bother those guys. That part of it, it, you know, it's different. But they've been playing a lot of their games. They play in front of more fans, under more pressure than NFL games. Uh, Alabama, as well, some of those top level SEC schools. Um, that kind of stuff doesn't bother them. Um, I'm talking about the ability to play at this level. Um, and we have to see it. We haven't seen it. It's all projection right now. The Eagles seem very confident in him. Um, but the only linebacker who's shown up over the first uh, week of practice in any significant significant degree has been Christian Ellis, who is clearly the best coverage linebacker they have um but again he's mainly playing on the second team so you factor that into it as well so he's generally the eagles generally go ones against ones sometimes they flipped it up today they had one session with ones versus twos but typically they do ones versus ones twos versus twos and threes versus threes so when you hear about guys splashing um Backup players. Remember, they're playing against backup players, typically. Now, right. Christian's gotten some reps with the first team as well. Um, and that tells you they're trying to reward him and see if he can do the same things. But, you know, he's he's the guy who's made some plays. Nicholas Morrow, Kobe Dean haven't really made many plays.
0: Have they made a plethora of mistakes though. I think that's, I think that's what I'm curious about, right? Like maybe they haven't had the splashy plays like a Christian Ellis, but have they made sure they weren't necessarily a liability out there?
1: Well, you know, on the first practice, um, the Eagles, um, they'll get mad at me for saying this, but who cares? Um, they, they ran a quarterback draw off motion, um, where they – it was either – I think it was Swift, but one of the running backs uh, motioned out um, and N'Kobe went with him um, and it was like the Red Sea parting. I mean, he just waltzed into the end zone from about five, six yards out. Um, So, you know, that wasn't a good sign early on. Uh, Nicholas has struggled – I've seen a lot of my uh, colleagues uh, talking about him struggling in coverage against Dallas Goddard, but, I mean. A lot of people do. <laughs> a lot of linebackers struggle against Dallas Goddard. But, uh, so, you know, they don't. They haven't put a lot of assets in the position, and it kind of looks like they haven't put a lot of assets in the position. Is how I describe it.
0: Has there been a situation ever – You know, and again, you've been covering this team since 2016. Has there been a situation where you've seen a player who hasn't really shined, you know, in t shirts and shorts, but as soon as he put the pads on, he's he's kind of taking his game to another level?
1: Uh, yeah, a bunch of guys. I mean, that's how Reed Blankenship showed up, man. Reed was like, nothing, nothing, nothing. Then the pads come on, and like, who's this guy? Um, Hmm. and even the coaching staff said it. Um, as soon as the pads went on, um, he showed up. Um, it's generally physical guys. Um, the offensive line, like right now, the defensive line looks great. Looks great. Just relentless. I mean, and, and they are. I'm it, They're tremendous on paper. But I want to see them when those guys get the pads on. Because when Lane gets the pads on and Jordan gets the pads on, that's their game. Landon Dickerson, too. Just a big, physical guy. Um, And they start to beat up a little bit on the defensive line. Now, the good – but that's like strength versus strength. The good part about the Eagles' defensive line is they don't have to work against the Eagles' offensive line in in games. So it's only going to help them. Um, but when you hear the stories of Nolan Smith, you know, because of his speed and his athleticism, well, Nolan Smith is made for t-shirts and shorts (laughs) and they have jerseys on, but you get my point. Um, I mean, he's made for it. Is he made, he's 238 pounds. Is he made for a big NFL right tackle getting his hands on him? We're going to have to see. That's what we're going to have to see. Now, he's better than people realize at Georgia in run support, um, but even Georgia's a, a big step up to
0: the NFL. Right, right. You know, speaking of the offensive line, you know, is there any update on that right guard competition? Uh, you know, can you enlighten us on any any movement you've seen in terms of who's been getting more, more first-team snaps, uh, who's been getting uh, – you know more of the second team snaps uh, when 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 it comes to Tyler Steen and Cam Jergens. Who's who's kind of you know been leading the charge with you know with that position?
1: Uh, Cam has gotten every single first team rep, so you know. Okay. But it's kind of the opposite with him versus the rest of the offensive linemen. and we want to see the pads on with him as well. And Nick specifically said that um today when talking about Cam Jergens, um, you know. Can he hold up at right guard? But right now he's taking every single first team rep. Kelsey hasn't had a a maintenance day yet, um, so you know they've been doing practice all day, practice all day. It'll be interesting. They have a walkthrough tomorrow, Tuesday. That's the end of the acclimation period. Tuesday they can put the pads on. They're off uh, Wednesday then their first back-to-back Thursday and Friday. My guess would be Jason would get Friday off, but we'll see. Um, And, you know, right now Cam's gotten every first team rep and Tyler Steen's gotten every second team rep. So um, you would have to say Cam is still the the significant favorite at this stage.
0: Have you seen – Anything in terms of the the young corners, right? The guys behind Darius Slay, James Bradberry, and uh, Avante Maddox. Uh, have any of those guys been, um, you know, making, you know, having any flashy plays, or ha- have have you seen the uh, the rotations changing or the depth chart changing? Um, you know, who who have you seen getting more reps than the other, so on and so forth?
1: Um, well, the tops are set, um, but Avante's been. Um, Working his way back from surgery, um, is back and did a little bit of work in in team drills today for the first time. Then he got banged up again with that toe, and last thing you want is to him have a setback. But he was able to return to practice, um, and uh, so the top three is set. So it becomes and 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 Zach McPherson, they've moved him to the slot. They've moved him to the slot.
0: And he's going to you, be. You've back been talking over. about that for a few, you know, for a couple of seasons now. You know, he's just better suited there.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it fits him better. He played it in college a lot. Um, but the Eagles didn't have a lot of depth that people forget. Um, when, when they drafted him that entire offseason, we were looking at him cross-eyed. They were saying, yeah, Zach's going to start. Zach's going to start. And we're like, you're going to throw a fourth round pick and and be a starting outside corner in the NFL. People have done it, but usually it doesn't end up very well. And they ended up signing Steve Nelson. I think it was two days before training camp. And on the first rep of training camp, there was Steven Nelson. um, And he played all uh, uh, every single game in the regular season playoffs. So, and, and then, this past offseason, they got Bradbury late, um, or some, not as late, but in, 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 he obviously became the starter. And the thing is, both Bradbury and Slay were, uh, uh, Bradbury and Slay played all 20 games. The year before, um, Darius got, nicked up a couple times, but he played the best majority of the season. Nelson played every game, was completely healthy. So Zach right. never got an opportunity to play outside except in mop-up duty. And as I said, when Slay had a couple, they thought he had a concussion issue at some point in two games. And, and he played a few snaps here and there, but not much at all. Um, so he never got a chance out there. And, and, and now they have better depth. So, you know, Greedy Williams and and Josh Job have been sort of the first guys off the bench uh, when it comes to the outside corners. You know, Kaylee Ringo is going to make the team, though. Right. They're just starting them out slow. I tell you that if you want a young player, Makai Gardner, um, who was another, they have all these big And people are focused on Eli Ricks because he had the bigger name in college.
0: He Garner's what, like 6'2", right? 200 plus pounds? 6'2",
1: 215. He got his hands on Alameda Zaccheaus in one-on-ones today, completely rerouted him. Um, And he did the same thing to Tyree Cleveland. Again, backup players against backup players. Um, But he's a guy who, not going to make the 53, but... They're going to try to get them on the practice squad, and who knows down the road. But they have so much depth at corner with live bodies. We don't know if any of them can play, though. I mean, right. Greedy Williams, big reputation, didn't live up to it in Cleveland. Josh joe was here last year. Um, Eli Ricks, as I said, was a five-star recruit uh, coming into college, never lived up to it but it's got significant physical skills. I just mentioned Garner. Clay Ringo is off the charts physically. Right. Also six, two, they're all six, two. It's like a, it's like a, 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 a zombie army of long corners. Um, and that's what people are looking for. The Eagles got a lot of darts. So the more darts you can throw at the board, maybe one, maybe one hits.
0: Yeah, the Eagles are definitely starting to follow that trend. They're clearly making all the efforts to shift the profile of cornerbacks they recruited in the past. Um, I want to shift gears uh, myself towards uh, special teams, special teams. We all know has been the Achilles heel of the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, It showed it reared its ugly head in the Super Bowl. But um, just staying current, you know, what's what's been your observations thus far in terms of who's been getting a lot of the uh, punt returns, kick returns. Um, how's that so-called um, punter competition going? You know, can you give us any updates, any observations that you have from the special teams?
1: Yeah, I don't think there's much of a competition at uh, punter. And if there is, it's going to be from outside the organization. I mean, um, Aaron Cipos is is clearly uh, the stronger leg guy. But that's always been Adams, you know, Aaron's, excuse me. Um no one no one ever questioned his leg strength or anything like that, like that. With him, it's about consistency, as you saw in the Super Bowl, um, punting the ball where you're supposed to, uh, because the worst thing you can do. It's very similar, you know, nobody cares about special teams, so nobody pays attention, but it's sort of like the first rule of thumb when you're talking about receivers and quarterbacks is you cannot pull the quarterback. In other words, you have to be where you're supposed to be, um, because it can get ugly if you right. stop on a route or get something. Same thing in punt punt coverage. If you don't, if you have a a, a certain coverage on, and the punter punts it the other way. You don't know. You're trying to beat blocks and get down the field and 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 and, and do what was called. Uh, and all of a sudden the football's on the other side of the field and it looks like a a, a, a buyer drill. So um it, it's it's big. Now I'll also say this. I think the Eagles made a mistake and did a disservice to Aaron because he was he was hurt in the Giants game at the time we thought it was a season ending inj- injury. Right. He did not punt in the prior six games, uh, leading up to the Super Bowl, wow. uh, And he worked his way back. And I think it was one of those things where they wanted to reward him for working so hard, but he probably wasn't ready to punt. Do you, you also think it was because
0: a so, rush sorry. standpoint, right? Do you also think it was because, uh, Jake Elliott is extremely comfortable with Aaron Sipos being his, uh, his placeholder, right? And so, do you think they maybe wanted to eliminate any kind of error that could potentially happen by having someone new out there in the event they may need a game winning kick or a key or a key field goal?
1: I mean, they were fine. Yeah, Jake likes him as a holder, but they were fine. I mean, Brett Kern was there for six games. Um, right. you, you worked through it, there was no glaring errors um, when it came to holding. Or or Jake having an issue leading up to that, so right. I you know sometimes you overthink yourself, and Nick has said that um, other coaches upset it with the extra time, paralysis by analysis. You know, sometimes you overthink it with the extra time. I think they overthought the punter. They should have just let. You know Brett Kern didn't punt well, but he he wasn't going to punt it. You know the opposite direction of what he should have. So um might have been a bad punt. Probably wouldn't have been as bad as it turned out. I think the Eagles did sip a little bit of a disservice. And the only reason I bring that up is he's a much better punter than Ty Zetner. So Ty Zetner's not beating him out.
0: Got it. All right. Final question before we get out of here, John, once again, I appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate you guys as well. Locked into the live stream. Make sure you guys smash that like button. Continue to stay engaged. You You guys are locked in on football 24 seven with John McMullen. I'm your guy Tony. This just the second. This is Jacob sports, uh, John, really quickly. Um, let's go to the quarterback position. Uh, Jalen hurts. Obviously he is the guy uh, that big contract <laughs> will say that. So um, any observations uh, when it comes to Jalen hurts, any um, ups, any downs, anything that may, uh, Anything that caught your attention today?
1: Yeah, had a great day today. I mean, today was, I think a lot of people, uh, uh, and I've said it on the show, we do these shows after every practice. I mean, the first practice was heavy red zone. So short uh, areas, short fields, really uh, uh, everything stifled in the short windows, and um, and you're working on specific things, and I asked Nick about that today. It also, you know, is part of their ramp-up sort of theory in that, you know, not only do you want to take it slow with the guys hitting the field at, 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 in the first practice, but you also have to worry about how long they're running. So they wanted those controlled, those short fields, those small fields, because they didn't want guys blowing out their hamstring running all out 40 50 60 yards so um all of that factors into it so the passing game was not a big part of uh uh practice one practice two was more about the running game so it wasn't a big part of it today was third down jamboree day so it was a big part and the ball didn't hit the ground much today
0: third down Um, jamboree day so can you um Providing, you know, some more details to me and the viewers, at, you know, to exactly what, what exactly is third down jamboree day.
1: Uh, it, it, it's basically a, a competitive period where, you know, you have increments, you have a third and four, a third and seven, a third and 10, third and 15. And okay. You get points and it's offense versus defense. Um, and, you know, third down, the most important down in football. Um, and the offense won today pretty significantly. Um, they did a really good job converting. Um, and uh, as I said, I don't, I don't have the numbers. That's Elliot's job. Um, <laughs> but the ball didn't hit the ground much today when Jalen Hurts was throwing it. I will say that.
0: Hey, that's what we like to hear. You know, the more and more. Or the less rather, Jalen Hurts becomes becomes a story. That's you know that's that just means that he's trending in the direction of he's just becoming so consistent that covering him is kind of born. You know what I'm saying? So I think I I, I think ultimately that's what Eagles fans want. They, they they want Jalen Hurts to become so consistent that covering him becomes boring at this point um so yeah uh uh, thank you john i appreciate you man um is there any final thoughts uh any final words any updates uh anything that you're working on that's uh that's going to be coming out soon um that you know that you want to promote and also uh can you provide us and provide the fans any uh updates in terms of the philadelphia eagles when it comes to the schedule
1: uh, well, as I said, tomorrow's a walkthrough. Tomorrow's the end of what what's called the acclimation period, which is collectively bargained between the league and the NFLPA. So it's not like the Eagles have any choice in the matter. Uh, they're not allowed to have the pads on until Tuesday. That is the first day they will be uh, allowed to put on the pads. I expect him to be on, even though, Nick didn't confirm that today. They expected him to be on for the first time Tuesday. So that's a big day. Um, and then they'll ramp down again because they're going to have a green practice on, on Tuesday. Um, and they're going to have a, a, um, a day off Wednesday and, and then first back to back practices Thursday and Friday. So um, it's a big week. Uh, Hassan Redick, I should have mentioned uh, was back doing some individual work. okay. Um, so that's a positive. He has missed uh, he had missed the first two practices. Uh, still not in team drills or anything like that. but obviously they're being very very cautious with him. Um, and guys who got banged up, Landa Dickerson had to leave for a little bit, but he returned. I mentioned Maddox; he returned. Deion Kane, who's been, in my opinion, the best of the the back end receivers on the roster, he got a little bit uh, uh, shaken up, but he was able to return. So, uh, pretty pretty healthy team right now.
0: Really quickly, you brought up Deion Kane. I got I got gotta squeeze this in, John. He's someone that I'm very interested in, and I know he was on the, the pre- he was on the roster last year uh, during training camp and during the preseason, and uh i he was on the re-
1: practice squad uh last 2 years partially right right
0: um, I vividly I vividly remember him having some pretty good moments especially in that Eagles Browns matchup and um he obviously had a lot of great moments in the uh, USFL uh I'm, and he, he he's turned into kind of like this this return specialist in the USFL I'm curious if you think um he has a chance of making this roster as a guy who maybe can compete with uh Britain Cubby and returning punts and kicks because not you know, happening. Not happening I know, wow. I know
1: I know I know Eagles fan for wow. whatever reason Britain's one of those guys. First of all, Britain is Ken back. Britain looks really uh, a lot quicker, a lot more confident in his hmm. short area stuff as a receiver. Um uh you know obviously because of a slide uh his size I if for people that didn't notice if Britain had a really good end of the season as a pump returner um, and the Eagles were starting. I think a lot of people don't realize the Eagles were struggling at, at the pump return game before Britain got here. Jalen Rager was Jalen Rager. No comment, um, no comment. <laughs> and the thing about Jalen, God, I, I root for Jalen cause he's a nice guy and I think he's misunderstood and Tremendously talented, but uh, too many mental errors. Um, the ball security was was not bad, was not good with him. So, so. he just wanted so good. They weren't really concerned about, you know, finding out the ex- explosive pump return game. The season went on they started saying, you know what, this guy's pretty good. And all of a sudden they started giving him a little bit more rope and he was making some plays and having some good returns. And, um, yeah, he's the punt returner. And okay. barring injury, he ain't losing that job. And to your point, the guys who are back there, you know, basically they rotate four or five guys in practice when they do punt returns. Deion Kane hasn't even taken a rep. It's Greg wow. Ward, it's Quez Watkins. I have no idea why they put Quez back there. Um, Devontae Smith in, in big situations. Now, Devontae can do it, uh, but they don't want to risk Devontae. Now, if it's you're down seven and you need a big punt return, they might they might put Devontae. They've done that high leverage situation. Um, they might do that, but Britton
0: Covey's the punt returner. Lock it in. All right, I'll lock it in. Uh, the little uh, what what did Lane call (laughs) Lane Lane just to call him last year? A little uh, a little dingo back there running around. (laughs) So, man, um, John, I appreciate you, man. Um, you guys continue to smash that like button and continue to lock in on all the content, uh, all the content Jacob Sports has to offer. There's so much more to come. Uh, tomorrow, as you guys already know, 8 a.m. Eastern Time, bright and early. We have Burge 365, 12 p.m. Eastern Time. We have Sports Take with uh, Derek Gunn and Rob Ellis. Also, Jody Mac and John McMillan on Bird Sixty Five. Like I said, at eight AM Eastern Time and three PM Eastern Time, we have our guy Dan Silio doing his thing on the National Football Show. So make sure you guys continue to stay locked in. The content is going to the content is going to continue to flow from Jacob Sports, and make sure you guys look up John on That's J-A-K-I-B sports.com. John does an amazing job covering your Philadelphia Eagles and he's one of the best in the market. I you know, let's just call it what it is. He's one of the most objective, one of the best, uh one of the most astute when it comes to covering your Philadelphia Eagles. No matter how you feel about his ob- his objectivity cuz he's going to give it to you straight, no chaser. Okay, he's not he's not going to give you any fluff. He's not going to give you a pat on the back. You know, he's not going to coddle you. He's going to tell you exactly what he saw and his perspective, and that's what I love the most about John you can't you can't you can't finesse him you can't sneak one in there where he's going <laughs> to where he's going to give that team you just tried with Deion Cain being the pumpkin <laughs> child see you got you always got to try what's life without trying right if you don't try you already failed so you guys make sure you lock in this has been football 24 7 with John McMullen I'm your guy Tone this just a second on Jacob Sports take care you guys